the right-left axis, direct quote, is theater. It is meant to divide our country and the world. You are here to focus on policy that focuses on only one axis, that axis that goes up toward freedom and that addresses and blocks the axis that goes down toward oppression. Henry Kissinger, quoted in the book Final Days, he's talking about the elderly. Quote, the elderly are useless eaters, end quote. Okay, so these people that say, oh, that, that, that's conspiracy theory that they refer to, the non-elite as, no, 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 that, that's how they see us as. It's not, it's not because of ignorance. It's not because of incompetence. It's their playbook. It's their playbook. Did you know that over 900 plus diseases are simply due to nutrition? That problems such as heartburn, insomnia, asthma, infertility, dementia, Alzheimer's, thyroid disease, and so many more can be solved if you just correct your mineral or vitamin deficiencies? ControlYourHealth.Care has answers for you for these ailments and so many more that is based on decades of research, including over 26,000 autopsies, 10 million blood chemistries by over 15,000 holistic doctors and scientists. You will see how the right, highly absorbable nutrients that your body is craving will make a huge difference in how you feel. Start now on a journey towards superior health that will literally change your life. For the month of March, we've extended the email-only offer to all my listeners, and so you can save up to 20% by using the codes on the screen or the codes below at controlyourhealth.care. Remember, use the codes below and save up to 20% at controlyourhealth.care. Care. You can also find that at sarahwestall.com under shop. Welcome to Business Game Changers. I'm Sarah Westall. I have the great Dr. Dave Janda coming back to the program. He's, he's, we have such a good conversation about Ukraine and Russia. What's going on? Big picture. World Economic Forum. How does Xi and Putin fit into that? I just think it's a wonderful conversation, strategic, big picture, give people a, a good high level understanding of geopolitical activities and what's going on. I know a lot of people are questioning this. You know, is Putin a good guy or not? Is Xi a good guy or not? Are they in the World Economic Forum or not? It's a really good assessment and we have some really good, I, ask, I think I asked some really good questions about that and we have a good discussion about it. Before we get into this, I want to remind you to go to my website at sarahwestall.com, sign up for my newsletter. Also, we're still doing the fundraiser for this lawsuit on censorship. It's for everyone. We're fighting for everyone's freedom. Please, if you have not donated yet, please consider donating to this cause. You can go there and on my website, it, there's a yellow banner thing click on it and you can read all about it and get who we are why it's a group of us journalists from 2020 october 15th that were deleted off platforms so you can read about it and why we're fighting and why it's not just us anymore it's really a cause for all of us and this lawsuit we're not going to get anything personally out of it other than pushing and putting the brakes on censorship and that's what our goal is because without it we're, we have no country our country, we need to start, we need to stop, put the brakes on it, and then start reeling it back in. And 
and fighting it. No, no matter what the situation is, whether you believe that our country, you know, the courts are so corrupt, we can't do anything and we need to rebuild our common law courts and we need to be sovereign citizens, or, or if you think that this system is uh, solvable and we can save it, doesn't matter. We need to start putting the brakes on this and start to figure out how to wind this back. So that's why this case is so important. So again, go to sarahwestall.com. You can push on the big yellow banner there, or you can go directly to the campaign page at givesendgo slash defending free speech. Okay, let's get into this really good conversation. He tells some wonderful stories. I think you're going to like this with a doctor, my friend, Dr. Dave Janda. Dr. Dave Janda, thank you for coming back to the program. It's been a while, so I'm so glad that you've come back. Well, I thank you, Sarah, for all that you do and how you do it. You are one of the leaders in the independent, independent media, not alternative media. I don't like that term. Independent media that is outing who our enemy really is. Because all too often, people misidentify who our enemy is. And you are have like a laser beam right on the globalist syndicate, the oppressors. Yeah, because we, we cannot confuse a religion with who these globalists are, other, unless you want to call them Satanists and ball worshipers and stuff. Although there are non-Satanists who have no religion who get involved in that too. But you can't be any of these religions of love and be what they are. And that's why I, I think it's very important that we focus, just like we talked before the show started, that we really focus on who we're talking about here. And globalist is a great word. So let me take you back to the spring of 1988. In the spring of 1988, I was asked by President Reagan and his administration to come to Washington and work on health care policy. And the reason is because I had been working, in addition as an orthopedic surgeon, I had been working in the world of prevention and preventing people in particular from getting injured. And just one of our studies, which was actually published in JAMA, the Journal of the American Medical Association, surprisingly, which has changed drastically since then. Uh, we found an intervention that would prevent 1.7 million Americans from being injured every year and save $2 billion, with a B, $2 billion in healthcare costs. And we spent $1,000 once on that series of studies. You got a fair amount of pre press. Now, this is when the bought off lamestream fake media, as we now call it, was then known as the mainstream media. And there were always a problem with the mainstream media, as you know, and our listeners know. But back in the late 80s, there was still, still some semblance of people that focused on doing the right thing and getting the information out to the public, as opposed to now where there is essentially zero of that in the bought off lamestream fake media, of which the, alter the independent media has filled that void. Now, uh, President Reagan got wind of the research and the impact of the research we did and asked me to come to Washington to work with then Surgeon General C. Everett Koop. And this is at the end of his administration. This was in the last four or five months. When I got to Washington, got to the White House, uh, one of his aides, uh, administrative assistants, took the newer people that were going to work on policy into a room to give us the foundation. 
And here's what, and, and so this is 1988. And here's what was told to us. One, uh, the president welcomes you here and understands something. You are here to develop policy that will never focus on the right-left axis. The right-left axis, direct quote, is theater. It is meant to divide our country and the world. You are here to focus on policy that focuses on only one axis, that axis that goes up toward freedom and that addresses and blocks the axis that goes down toward oppression. 1988, there are people in our government, there are people in governments around the world, there are businesses and people in the private sector that focus on oppression. And your role in the policy you develop and bring to the president is to focus on freedom and policy that enhances freedom and blocks those that are trying to oppress. That's what we were told. Now, the word globalist, deep state, new world order, totalitarian thugs, criminal or national banking syndicate was not used. But that is who that administrative assistant was speaking about. And, and, and that outlines the playbook of all of us that focus on freedom are up against. Now, folks say, well, did Ronald Reagan ever say that in the speech? And the answer is yes. If people go to their favorite search engine online and type in Ronald Reagan, uh, up being freedom speech, Barry Goldwater, 1964, they will hear him speak four minutes about it. During Barry Goldwater's campaign for president, Ronald Reagan not only endorsed him, but gave the up being freedom and down being oppression speech. And that is the playbook of this syndicate. And it's not one religion or one race or or one political philosophy, or see, this is the, the, the syndicate, they solely focus on fighting and conquering. They pit men versus women, young versus old, right? Black versus white, black versus Hispanic, white versus Hispanic, Hispanic versus black, right? Uh, this religion versus that religion, uh, vaxxed versus unvaxxed. That's what this, it's, they create division because when we are all doing this, us, as they refer to us as, useless eaters, oh, and here, Sarah, people go, they don't, they don't refer to the, the other people other than the elite, the 99.9% .9 of people that are not part of the elite. They don't, they don't refer to them as useless. No, no, no. I have been in meetings in Washington, D.C., and remember, 1988 to now, where I have heard the term useless eaters. Now, if you don't believe me, okay, Henry Kissinger, quoted in the book Final Days, he's talking about the elderly. Quote, the elderly are useless eaters, end quote. Okay, so these people that say, oh, that, that, that's conspiracy theory that they refer to the non-elite as, no, no, 
No, that that's how they see us as. Yeah, and, and, and Henry Kissinger, he got old. If you don't respect your elders and understand how they can, it's a it's an attitude problem. But but, but, but wait, elders, elders, the elderly bring a sense of history of of what happened before, and the syndicate does not want any people in the present to know. This is why they always manipulate history, why they are revisionists of history. They revise history so you don't know what really happened because if you did know what happened, because they've been around for eons, you will know what they pulled in the past and it's no different than what they're trying to pull today. I think it's twofold. I think it's they can't be their their slaves. They can't, they're not working. They're not producing taxes for them. And they're just taking from, you know, whether it's their retirement funds or social security, social security, they don't care about their retirement funds. And they have too much wisdom to share with the younger generation. And does it make sense then why not Democrat, remember, not right, left, why globalist governors, Newsom in California, Whitmer here in Michigan, Murphy in New Jersey, Cuomo in New York, right? Wolf in Pennsylvania. Why did they send COVID positive patients, right? Right, yeah. COVID positive patients to COVID negative nursing homes that then caused thousands and thousands of deaths in who? The elderly. Well, and Walls in Minnesota, because that we had the yeah, highest right. percentage of death amongst our elderly because of that. It skewed all our numbers. It, it's, not, it's not because of ignorance. It's not because of incompetence. It's their playbook. It's their playbook. And, and, and this brings us to where we are today, Sarah. One of the the pages they love to use in their playbook, they keep going back to it, is war. Yep. Because who becomes refugees? Who loses their homes? Who dies in the crossfire? Who who gets drafted to fight the wars? It's not somebody with the name of Rothschild or Rockefeller or Romney or 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 uh, Obama, or Pelosi, right? Or right? No, it's it's McConnell. No, it's not. No, no, it's people whose names are Westall and Janda and Smith and Jones. It's the useless eaters, right? That they refer to us as. And out of the out of these wars, what do they get? More power. Not the useless, no, no, I'm talking about the syndicate, the elites. More power, more control, and more money. And Go ahead. they get access to more vulnerable people that they can traffic and take advantage of. That's right. That's right. So, so let me give you another quote from Henry Kissinger, in addition to the useless eaters one. And if this doesn't tell you, what the Russia-Ukraine war is all about, nothing will. Here it is. He said this years ago, quote, who controls the food supply, oh, wait, 
Russia-Ukraine accounts for 30% of all grain products and the vast majority, 80-some percent, that goes into Africa and the European Union and the Middle East. Who, who controls the food supply controls the people. Who controls the energy can control whole, whole continents. Who controls money can control the world. End quote. You see, Sarah, I truly believe that this war that was created by the globalists in Russia, between Russia and, in Russia and Ukraine was about, is about food, it's about energy, and it's about who controls the financial system after the war. Because we've heard Klaus Schwab, you know, that guy who's the head of the founder of the World Economic Forum, who sounds like a Bond villain and dresses like a Klingon. <laughs> Unless you see him on the beach, and I right? think that's a little, he dresses a little different on the beach, but go ahead. He sure does. And, and Klaus, Klaus Schwab, Klaus Schwab, um, he's spoken about the Great Reset. The reset of the financial system where the elites, the 0.01%, get it all. And the rest of us, useless eaters, when it's all said and done, will have nothing. This war, I believe, is about ushering in the great reset. And the players on every side of this are players that should not be identified as being on the right or the left or being white versus whatever color or this religion or that religion. Here's what they all are. They're all criminals. They're all globalists. And their focus is on stripping freedom and liberty, the up axis, stripping freedom and liberty and oppressing as many people as possible. It goes all the way back to that 1988 presentation that some of us received at the White House. It's what it's all about. Well, let me ask you, I haven't figured out whether, and I suppose it doesn't matter, but I haven't figured out whether Putin is involved in this reset or not. Because I know that they've been trying to move towards the brick. They want to move everything towards the east. This is mm -hmm. a great opportunity to make it look like the, uh, the, the, these other countries have to go and do their own currency. Because we are, it's like we're doing it on purpose, destroying our own currency. And Putin was part of the World Economic Forum. He does have reasons. I mean, having a legit reason to go into something really makes a much better uh, distraction, diversion. Mm -hmm. And I, so I can't figure out if he's involved or not. And, and maybe it doesn't matter if he is or not because it's a legit situation and they can use it. They've been trying to do negotiations, Zelensky and uh, Putin. I think it's legit. They're 15-point you know, negotiation plan. The West wants nothing to do with it. So if we were serious about peace, we would be supporting this negotiation 
process, but we're not. And, and they're, they shut down their central bank in Russia. I, I think this is the Great Reset moving to the east and the BRIC system, but I can't. I can't completely prove that, and there's facts on the other side saying that that might not be true. What do you think? So here's what I believe is the case. I believe the Russia-Ukraine war is to usher in the Great Reset. It has been said that money will never be seen the same again after this war. That is put forward by a financial analyst who used to work at the Federal Reserve, which is part of the criminal banking syndicate. As you well know, Sarah, they always put information that's actually truthful in front of us. They don't expect us to recognize it or to realize its significance because we're useless eaters. But some of us do and then pass it on through the independent media to our listening listeners. And this analyst said that money will never be seen the same again after the war. What was that analyst saying? The analyst was saying, this war is about the great reset that Schwab and Soros and all these globalists have spoken about. Now let's get back to Putin. In 2017, Klaus Schwab was being interviewed, the head of the World Economic Forum, the Bond villain, the Klingon. And he was speaking about how they control governments all over the world. And people that had been associated with their young leaders group right? Uh, Justin, Justin Trudeau, right? Angela Merkel, uh, Macron from France, right? Uh, and as Schwab put it, Vladimir Putin. He has also been very supportive of Xi in China. So here's what I believe happened. Actually, I'm very confident this is what happened. And people don't have to accept this, but just put it in the back of your minds, and as things play out, just remember this conversation Sarah and I are having. I believe Schwab, Schwab went to Putin, went to Xi, went to all his puppets around the world, Trudeau, Christia Freeland, his right-hand uh, hench person, right? Said, okay, look, great reset. We're going to play this. We're going we're gonna to play that card. We're putting it in effect. We need a spark. We need an event that will uh, kick this whole show up a notch so that we can pull this off. Now understand something. In Vladimir Putin's autobiography, what does he speak about? He speaks about the fact that he is very good friends with who? Henry Kissinger. Oh, wait. You mean that, that guy who had that quote about useless eaters and that guy who controlled the food supply, the energy supply, the money? He has lunch with him frequently, states it in his own autobiography. In addition, who and what country signed off to be players in the Great Reset last year? Who signed off as being part of this column that's going to focus on the Great Reset? That would be Vladimir Putin in Russia. Well, and in their country, the vaccine mandates and all that stuff that we saw here, they saw in Canada, they saw in Australia, that was going on in Russia. It was. 
It was. So, so here's what I think. Uh, Putin, part of the young leader's entity that Schwab talked about, he identified. I think he goes to Putin and says, hey, this is what we're doing, okay, boys? Need your help. You need to kickstart this. Vlad, we need you going into Ukraine. Understand something. This business that Zelensky is clean and he's the 2022 version of Churchill, wrong. A lousy comedian, a lousy actor, and frankly, if you think he is leading that country and is there to lead it to prosperity, this guy has overseen for years the largest money laundering operation, yep. human trafficking yep. operation, um, uh, drug running uh, trafficking operation, weapons running and trafficking operation on this planet. He is dirty. Dirty. And was, and was featured at last year's World Economic Forum, sitting next to Klaus Schwab, pontificating about the world, okay? This guy is also part of the World Economic Forum, a globalist of the highest order, and was put there for a reason. Now, folks say, well, Putin, Putin did this because of NATO and having a buffer and and did not want these bioweapon labs near him. And, and I think that's true. I think that's true. And when you look at somebody, you have to look at what makes them tick, a lesson I, I learned from my parents. When you're dealing with somebody and trying to figure out what they're up to, figure out, do the research and figure out who their top five priorities are. Okay, Vladimir Putin, let's do it because I did it. Top Top priority for Vladimir Putin is Vladimir Putin. What's right for Vlad? Two on the list. Vladimir Putin's financial assets. Number three, his Russian oligarch buddies who put him in power and keep him in power, their interests. Four, Russia. People say he's trying to reestablish the Soviet Union. Yeah, I think there's I think there's some semblance of truth in that. But that's number four in his dance card. And number five is the World Economic Forum, a distant five. So here's what I think. Schwab comes in contact with him. You're going to do this. We got our boy down there in Zelensky. My dad used to say politics and geopolitics are a lousy form of professional wrestling. Okay. Now, my roommate in college was an Olympic wrestler. That's true. That's legit. Those guys are phenomenal athletes. Okay. But when you get to the pro level, not so much. I mean, they're really good athletes and they're really good stunt people, but it's not real. Okay. I mean, I can remember going, one of my buddies took me to a professional wrestling match. We were in the second row and we're watching this and we're going, wow, these guys are really good stunts, stunt people, you know? And, uh, but, but it's obvious when they were hitting each other, they were missing that. And yeah, well, there are all these people around us that were like, Oh, did you see that hit? That was, and we're thinking, well, are these people like part of the show and are paid to do this? Or do they really think this is happening? So I go to the guy next to me, who's totally into this. I go, do you think this is real? And he goes, well, of course it's real. I go, you really believe that? He goes, yeah. I go, okay, wait, watch now. And we're close. And it's obvious. He missed the guy. But I go, look, he, he missed him by, by two inches. He goes, no, 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 no. He actually hit him. It's just that it's an optical illusion. 
Okay. And, and, and this was going, and all these, but, but the point is, and my dad's point was what you're seeing, a lot of these people that are supposedly going head to head really are back in the locker room eating and drinking together and are buddies. That's the same thing with hockey. You know, all those fights yeah, in the hockey, they sit and have a beer afterwards. Yeah, yeah <laughs> right, right. right. Like so so yeah. here we go. So here's what I, so I, I think Schwab said, okay, we got to run this great reset. Vlad, we need you going into Ukraine. All right, you got a lot of reasons. You know, the whole bioweapons labs that, that truly are real. Uh, we, uh, we, you got the whole thing about them joining NATO. You got the whole thing about what's going on in Eastern Ukraine. And, and you got an exodus of Russians out of there. Russians getting slaughtered. You got to do it. Before he does it, what do we know happened? Putin met with Xi before the Olympics. Okay. Here's what a conversation I think happened. Xi, uh, I'm going to be going into, into Ukraine. Okay. All right. Uh, and you watch that and see how it goes because, you know, you want to get into Taiwan. So, you know, you got to kind of give you a little heads up of what they might try to kind of shut you down when it happens. By the way, you like this guy Schwab? No, I think he's a jerk. Yeah, so do I. Uh, you got a huge military, don't you? By the way, they're not vaxxed, are they? No, uh-uh. Yeah, no, we got a huge military and they're not vaxxed. Well, I got a huge military and they're not vaxxed either. Schwab has no military, either does Soros. They got big mouths, but they don't have a military. They want to use us to institute their great reset so they can run the financial system afterwards. Yeah. How about this? Why are we going to do all the dirty work for them so they can run the whole system? Why don't we run the whole system after the, this war is completed? Why should they get the spoils of war when we're putting our own people out, out there and ourselves out there to take the hit? Gee, you got it. And this is why. I, what we're seeing at the Russia-Ukraine war is a war for the financial future of the world, of who's going to control it. And right now, the war is between Putin and Xi, who are bad people. Don't get me wrong. I'm not, I'm not trying to be a, oh, Putin's great, Xi is great. Not, no, they're all, they're all criminals and killers and horrible people. But this is really between Putin and Xi versus the World Economic Forum of Schwab and Soros and those globalists. So really we're having a globalist versus globalist war. It's just over who's going to control the system afterwards. And this is why you see all of a sudden more pipelines between Russia and China, more trade. Oh, you wanna throw us out of SWIFT? <laughs> Go right ahead. Because part of this deal with Schwab is, all right, Biden, He's probably he's talking to Obama. Obama, you're going to have your 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 handlers get Biden's policies to throw Putin out of the SWIFT system, part of professional wrestling, and that's going to get Vlad upset. And he's going to do you know, uh, Miklos Schwab is talking about the cyber pandemic for several years. Wow, that's going to get that's going to get Putin all revved up, and 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 he we're going to have him push the card on doing a cyber attack, and then that's going to escalate this thing. And hey, if and then we're going to have Zelensky insta say we want a no fly zone, which would be an instant World War Three if we did that. So we're going to get him pushing on that, and out of this, out of this, we're going to get this great reset. Well, that's what we're dealing with here. But in the meantime, Russia and China 
had already set up their underlying payment system, had set up an underlying credit card system, had already devised how they were going to, if you will, trade resources based on their own currencies. So I believe the next shoe that's going to drop that is going to be far more devastating than a nuclear attack, because that's not going to happen, is here's what they're going to do. You're going to see a joint communique by Putin and Xi who say that they are instituting a gold and yuan, or excuse me, a ruble and yuan gold backed currency that will be used to settle oil trade trades. They've already started. I mean, that's already that's trickling right. out. So that's, exactly the, right. that's so, happening because I just saw an article happening. about the Saudi Arabia oil with the uh, yuan. And then I've also seen gold back. They, so the, the news media is starting to trickle that out. And the Russian bank, the Russian banks have come out, their finance minister, and said, Russian citizens no longer have to pay a value-added tax on gold and silver and platinum and palladium purchases, and you can go to your local bank and buy them. Oh, what are they doing? They're trying to, and what has the Chinese government done for years? Encourage their citizens to own gold and silver. Well, and let this me has ask been you, in the cards the, for years. Well, let me ask you, the others group, there's a huge others group that started buying uh, silver and gold and they on our markets. And they wouldn't say who it was. It used to be just two groups, you know, the the, the banks and the, the big investment funds. It was just, it was obvious. And all of a sudden, this others group came and it was just as big. Who do you think that was? Do you think it was China and do you think it was the East or do you think it was a World Economic Forum or what do you think that was? Because that, that no, big just... others group is this, this backing that I think that is a huge part of this, this puzzle. I agree with you. And I think, I think that was a combination of China and Russia and the others group buying precious metals. You see, in the reset, with the Schwab Soros side of this equation, the new reset would be based on their special drawing rights or SDRs that include a basket of commodities and a basket of currencies that they still own and operate, right? The syndicate, the globalists run the fiat, the, the currency system. So they're not gonna completely get rid of that in their own. But on the alternative with Putin and Xi, that's going to be solely based on commodities, not SDRs. And this is where Schwab and Soros and the World Economic Forum and the globe and the other globalists realize, hey, we're getting cut out of this. These two renegades have gone off the rails on their own and they're cutting us out, which is why all of a sudden in the past two weeks, you have seen Schwab and Soros saying, oh, Putin, you know, and you have Lindsey Graham talking about taking out who's a global, Lindsey Graham, globalist extraordinaire, taking out Putin, right? And all this stuff about, hey, China, you better stop this relationship with Russia. You know, you better stop this hand-holding with Russia. What is that about? It's because they are trying to sever that relationship that has developed between Putin and Xi because that relationship is cutting out the rest of the globalists. And they realized it, and this is why... They're like, they're pushing for World War III because out of that, they're the only ones that they think that can come out with more power, more control, and more money.
And this is why they're talking about regime change in Russia and why they're hinting at regime change in China because they feel as though, and I think they're right, they've been cut out. <laughs> and I, I, that's where the evidence leads me to. I think they have a deep state too. And mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it'll be interesting to see, more than interesting, I mean, our whole futures on all of this. I mean, this is World War III. It just hasn't, it's, it's a different type of war here. And in, every single time there's a reset, we see this, right? There's jockeying for who's going to control the world power. And it has been the central bankers of the, you know, the crown. It's been Wall Street and the city of London, the city of London especially, and they're losing out here. But do you think it will be better with Putin and Xi? I mean, you look at Putin, he's a Christian man. He wants to go back to the, that's what he talks about. Is it them defeating these Satanist, horrible people or is it them wanting to be, you know, in charge of the world themselves? So a world that's run, overseen by Putin and Xi, in at least my assessment, is just as bad as a world run by Soros and Schwab. Uh, Vladimir Putin is many things. They're trying to point him out as being uh, off, off his, off the rails, mentally unstable. Of uh, and remember, they always accuse others of what they're guilty of themselves, right? So if there's anybody that's mentally unstable, it's George Soros and Schwab and everybody at the World Economic Forum. Um, Putin is shrewd. Look, he, he, you're never former KGB. You, you, you're never former CIA. You're never former mafia, right? Once you are, you always are until you're planted under the ground. Then you're just a not active former KGB or former, right? But you're always part of that. Well, it changes your mindset, right? Once you're part of the That's mafia, right. so and you see all that, yeah. you can't unlearn what you've learned. That's the issue. You can't be you, bad. You've already been tarnished. Correct. And I say this based on as a, a doc and a surgeon, I had an opportunity to have to, to take care of people in the mafia. <laughs> 